0: In my personal experience, um, I found that, um, as I've mentioned before, that lust really does take away the pure joy you would get from simple interactions with people because your mind is always somewhere else. Your mind is always doing its own thing. And um, to some extent, um, I know with me, I felt as though I had no control over my thoughts, that I could just be standing and talking to a person and my mind would then wander off and do whatever it wants to do and it would make me feel so terrible because I didn't want to have those kinds of thoughts. And I feel as though what lust does is it keeps your mind as an open and easy access to the devil to place whatever, to whisper whatever he wants and have you believe it. And that was the state of my life for years, actually. I remember even with romantic relationships, they were all driven by what they could do for me, what I could get out of them, what this person could do for me, and less about what I could actually offer or contribute to the actual relationship. My mind was always occupied with thoughts that were unfruitful. It definitely was always accessible to the devil, and I had no control over my thoughts, and the war that was waged on my mind, I allowed. Because I had no idea that a war was taking place in my mind. As I grew, um, and as I continued to grow, um, I realized that um, this is actually not the kind of life I want for myself. And um, I then took it upon myself to um, take a vow to celibacy. You know, I'm like, you know, if this is the issue... Then clearly, <laughs> abstaining from sex will cure the issue. I will be normal again. I'll never have these thoughts, all these kinds of desires again. And my life will be okay. Like, I'm gonna do a big reset. And I thought that that would actually work. And I did. I actually tried. And I was um, celibate for <laughs> a good two years until I broke it. Also, because I don't think I understood celibacy, first and foremost. But secondly, my heart posture, not where it was supposed to be because I later then learned in life and I'm learning right now that lust has got um, less to do with the fact that there are these sexual desires and the the desire to just be with someone sexually outside of the constraints or outside of the safety of marriage that God created. It was more about the condition of my heart and what lust meant for me, what I was using it as a placeholder for, um, and how it was fulfilling a bigger need in my life, but it wasn't adequate to fulfill it or to meet that need. The crazy thing about it is I'm not saying that as a child, I um, I was aware of the fact that oh, I have these deep emotional Spiritual and psychological needs that need to be met, and I think that's what um, I think that's what makes you realize how cunning the devil is, is that when you are exposed to pornography at a young age, you think that this is normal, and because you are exposed to it when you are at an age where you are so easily influenced by the things that are happening in and around your life and in your environment, it's almost as though. It breeds seeds in your life. The seeds grow as you grow. And you don't even realize it. But they start to influence and shape the kind of man and the kind of woman that you become. And um, I obviously didn't know that at the time. But now I do. And I've seen how this, this plan to corrupt my mind was at work from a time where I couldn't even recognize what it was I think it's important for me to discuss um its root for me and um why it, sexual sin was such an easy fall for me and I think my reasons to clinging for it, to clinging to it rather because and my reasons for clinging to it because once you realize that it's it's less about the actual thing but the condition of your heart and the condition of where you place God in your life, then it's easier to sort of unpack it and see what place or whose place it's taking in your life. And so for me, um, I realized that sex for me at a young age, I didn't know it then, but it it was always so comforting. It felt like, something that generally I just felt like I was I was good at this it made me feel like I was good at something in life it made me feel like it made me feel like I was special Um, and I know that this might appeal to women as well because for women it's not just the act itself that satisfies you but it's or that it's not the act itself that satisfies your body Or satisfies you, but it's everything about it. The emotional attachment, feeling as though you're getting so much affection and the attention. And I feel as though all my life I placed sex there and it was so easy to lust after men and lust after sex because it was the thing that comforted me. It was the thing that made me feel confident. It was the thing that made me feel as though I was worth something. It was it was a thing that made me feel safe. As odd as it may sound, but it was all these things. And because sex was all these things and um, sexual immorality, God wasn't. I didn't see God as my place of comfort. I didn't see him as um, a place where my confidence derives. I didn't see him as my safe place. I didn't... I didn't see God as everything that he is. And so for me, I, I held sex up as an idol, you know, because it has always been there. It has always been around. And I mean, I didn't know that God had always been around. And I, I feel like I, I, I discovered sex first. I saw, I was exposed to sex first. So it had been around for me. It gave me my sense of worth and my confidence and feeling like there's something I'm good at in this life. And um, I realized that I generally had a a massive distrust for God. I didn't think that I could get everything I needed from God. I didn't think I could get a sense of self-worth from God. Um, the, The thing about sin... Um, any kind of sin, really, apart from the fact that it appeals so much to our flesh and apart from the fact that it's so easy because it's it's so satisfying in that moment, is because it doesn't require you to, to change. It doesn't require you to alter yourself. It doesn't require you to make any sacrifice in your life. In fact, it 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 destroys you in a way that, that feels good. And for me, when I think about God, I'm like, I have to first and foremost, I mean, I obviously didn't have, my thinking wasn't this at the point in my early twenties, um, at the point that it, that my thinking is at now, but I, I felt as though relationshiping with God was so much work and that the benefits weren't instant. I didn't get any instant gratification. I, I felt as though I had to work and work and work and do all these things and, he was this big god who was far from me He's up in the heavens and just staring down at me and always mad at me and always trying to control me and you know this is how i saw him and so relationship with god didn't seem like something that would naturally appeal to me it just seemed like so much work i also had to let go of sex and i had to let go of so many things i'd have to i'd have to be okay with the fact that i'm going to change and Recently, I I realized that for a long time, I couldn't imagine a life where um, I wasn't sexually active outside of marriage. And I couldn't imagine a life where I'm just purely serving God with my body. just seemed really bizarre to me. But the desire to abstain from sex was still there. When all of this is happening, right... I'm still so focused on the works of, if I just abstain from this, if I just stop this by myself and my own strength, then I won't have to deal with lust anymore. And um, that was very frustrating. It has been very frustrating because it's me exerting my own strength and my own knowledge on what I think is happening inside of me and giving up and trying again and giving up because I felt as though it just this just wasn't working but when i was able to get to the point and i am still getting there where i'm start where i am where i'm starting to learn that it's deeper that i felt as though i wasn't getting the attention i needed from the people closest to me in my life and turning to sex was a thing that made me feel as though i was getting the attention i needed identifying the fact that I was broken and I wasn't aware of it and I needed healing and turning to sex because it felt in the moment like I was whole. And so realizing that this had just been a placeholder all my life, that I could easily say that, oh, but I needed X and so person to fulfill this role in my life. Growing up and realizing that God really is all these things, but not not having the willingness to utilize Him as those things, as a healer, as a comforter, as the one who gives me peace, as the one who makes me whole. Not just being willing to just offer myself up in relationship with Him and be okay with Him doing whatever He wants to and changing me the way that He needed to. That... I think, held me back for a long time. Because it's not like I didn't know. I just wasn't willing. I was so deep and I was so comfortable in my sin. Comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time, though. I just, I didn't know if I was willing to get out of it. And for me, um, the things that I think keep pushing me to lust currently in my life, um, are my impatience, feeling vulnerable, going through grief, and still relying on this thing because it's a comfort zone. And even though I may not be this sexually active person, there's still these images that are looming in my mind. And I allow them to take precedence over the knowledge of who God is. And I remember there was a time Um, I was struggling so much. And um, there were a couple of scriptures I wrote down, put them on my wardrobe. And one of them read, keep your thoughts on Christ. And I'm like, keep my thoughts on Christ. That doesn't mean that when I keep my mind occupied with you, that you will show me the issues that are happening in my heart. That you will teach me how to begin to let go of control in this area of my life and to just focus on you and allow myself to really be immersed in who you are. And to be honest, I can't tell you how frustrated I've been with the fact that I'm back here and I'm lusting again. I'm struggling again. I had all these these solutions. I'm like, man, if I feel this way, I'm going to turn this this tv show off i'm going to play some worship music i'm going to pray i'm going to drink some water and i'm going to go to sleep because your girl thirsty that's it your girl thirsty and um i need the kind of the kind of water that can only be quenched by the living water and that's it and i had all these solutions and one day they just stopped working <laughs> they just stopped working and i'm like what again Really, God? Really? I'm gonna struggle with the same thing again, but I'm so grateful that I am. It sounds so weird to even say. I have not said that aloud ever, but I'm quite grateful because it made me realize. Of, it made me realize where my heart is at. It made me realize where I've placed God in my life, and I thought I'd always place Him right there in the center of my life, but I realized I kind of bumped Him back to the back seat. And place whatever it is I want to put right here in His place. Because I still have this thing in my heart where I want this instant gratification. With all that said, I realized that this is... In as much um, as I have all these realizations and I'm now aware of what's happening and where I stand and what my where my heart is. That does not mean that um, just because I now decide to put God at the center of my life, that um, everything is great, kumbaya, hallelujah, we're good. No, (laughs) it means that there's work to be done Um, because I can say that I've decided to put God at the center of my life but that looks like actually putting in the effort to make God the center of my life and letting go of lust and holding on to God does not look like a pretty process with roses and hearts and high fives. It's a lot of unlearning, which is extremely painful. It's having honest conversations with yourself and realizing that I'm prideful, I'm selfish and I don't know if I I want God this the way I say that I do. If I am determined to live a life where I no longer succumb to lust, then I have to, every day, put my flesh to death. Every day, choose Jesus. Every day, choose to focus my mind on him. Every day, choose him. And even when I don't know how to, every day, asking him to help me to choose him and to desire him the way I want to desire him. Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 says, put to death, therefore, whatever brings. Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Every single day is a game of killing my desires, my passions, my opinions of sex, and my opinions of what my life is supposed to look like, my, my desires, my ideas, and everything that kind of revolves around what I think is, is good and fit for me. And laying that at the feet of the Father and acknowledging the fact that I know nothing, that my wisdom is foolishness, that I don't even know what's best for me And so every day, that's the kind of effort I'm going to have to put in. I'm okay with that. It's just (sighs) not easy. (laughs) Not easy. But also realizing that God loves me so much. God loves His children so much. And God desires things for us and a life for us he has a plan for our lives that we ourselves could not even wish for ourselves and because i know he loves me because i know he wants the best for me i know that the enemy wants everything that'll bring my life to destruction that'll destroy my soul i know that the enemy is working tirelessly to reroute my life and corrupt my thinking corrupt my heart And so because I love God and because I know he loves me, I just have to learn to trust him with this. Only he can remedy it. I can't even imagine a life that is lust free. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what that looks like. I have never in my life experienced a life where I was completely just pure in my thinking. Like This is the one thing that has clobbered me since I was a child. I have no idea what that kind of life looks like, but I want it for myself. It looks impossible, but the impossible is possible with God. So let's get it. Um, One of the scriptures that had always encouraged me to speak out on sexual sin in particular is found in Revelation 12, verse 11. It says, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And that's part A of it and it makes me realize that it is so important for us to bring these things to light in a place where they can no longer thrive this is me i have no idea where you're at in your walk with jesus if you have started on your walk with jesus i have no idea where you are in life i don't know i don't know what you struggle with if you struggle with anything But I want you to know that God is on your side. I want you to know that God hasn't given up on you. I want you to know that God loves you, that he wants you to come back to him, regardless of the sin, regardless of how deep you think you are. Just go to him, just trust him with it, give it to him, and allow him to do whatever he so pleases with it, with your life. God loves you and no lie of the enemy, no no deception coming from the enemy's camp will ever stop the flow of God's love in your life. I love you. God loves you from the bottom of my heart. I know this to be true, that whatever, whatever it is that you Are going through, that you may be facing, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna make it. You are. Until next time, have a great rest of your week. Trust God with everything. Give it to him. I love you.